have your say. Call 444-1260. Or email strudwick at tsn1260.ca. The Jason Strudwick Show. On Edmonton Sports Leader. TSN 1260. We are back and we are rolling. This is the Jason Strudwick Show. It is uh, 11.08. The uh, NHL playoffs continue down the road of... Uh, Towards getting a Stanley Cup. Got uh, Washington Rangers tomorrow. We also have Calgary Anaheim tomorrow. Friday, Tampa's right back at it. No break. They're in Montreal. Minnesota, Chicago. Friday as well. So, Connor, let's get through these four series. Let's talk about who we think might be winning these series. Washington, New York Rangers. This, this, I really like this series. I like this matchup. Um, just, you know, off the top of my head, and when I, when I kind of put some stuff down on paper earlier today, I, in net, you got to go with Lundqvist. Holtby's played well this year, but I'm sorry. In, 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 based on what he's done, who he is, I go with Lundqvist. The D, the D is actually very close. Um, but I give the nod to New York Rangers. The depth on the Washington Capitals could be better. Could be better than than the New York Rangers, and I, I, you know, I look at a guy like Mike Green on the third pairing for the Washington Capitals. That being said, there's no Ryan McDonough's, although Carlson's a pretty good D man. But I take Ryan McDonough over top of anyone. Mark Stahl, they've got a good D though. They're they're deep. Maybe not quite as top end as as New York Rangers, but they're deep. Still, nod goes to New York Rangers, and up front. <sighs> I like the speed of the Rangers, but I like some of the heaviness of the uh, Washington Capitals. So for all that, I'm going to go New York Rangers. I'm taking them in six. Connor, who you got? For yeah, why, for yeah. Why. For everything you said, I, I'm I'm agreeing with you. I, Braden Holmey to be just I don't. He doesn't seem like a big time goalie. Like he let in a few softies last round, and I don't know if he's the guy I want in net when the game's on the line. Uh, I think. At points, Washington was very underwhelming for me, uh, needing, you know, just not looking as good as I thought they would. I got the Rangers in five. Rangers in five, Connor Halley. All right, that'll be a quick one. Go to the next game. Uh, it goes uh, tomorrow, uh, Calgary Anaheim. That's an eight o'clock start. Sorry, ten o'clock start out east. So that yes, eight o'clock start here in Edmonton. Nope. Yes, it is. Eight o'clock start. So, right now the series is tied zero zero. Calgary Anaheim. Calgary's had an incredible run. It ends here, though. And I don't say that because I don't like Calgary. You guys know I like Calgary. I have no problem with the city. I couldn't care less about that Calgary Edmonton rivalry. But the Anaheim Ducks will find a way to get through the Calgary Flames. I don't think it's as fast as some people think. I think it goes six games. I see the Anaheim Ducks with their big centers like Kessler and Getzlaff. Monahan's a good young centerman, but that's a problem. He's a good young centerman. Gets last been through the wars. I think Kessler's going to have his way with whatever center comes in after that. Um, the D are very mobile for the Anaheim Ducks. They're, they're, they're going to beat the Calgary Flames. And I, I want to say five, but out of respect for the Calgary Flames, I'll go six. Connor Halley? Yeah, I think it ends for Calgary, and I, I'm, I don't have to be like you. I don't like Calgary, so I'm, I'm happy to say this. You have them in five? I said I want, to, I want to say five, but out of respect, I'll go six. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you. I, I had that down. Uh, I just I, I wonder, 
how far Calgary will go, and I think their youth definitely does work against them. I mean, they advance in the playoffs. They're going up against a team that's, uh, you know, very, the quite the veteran team. And I, I, I think there's just they're a bigger team. Vancouver's kind of, I don't want to say soft, but I'm going to say it. They're a little softer than than the Anaheim Ducks. They're the big centers, Corey Perry. I think he's going to have his way in this series. And I mean, after the way Ryan Kessler played against Winnipeg against a tough physical defense. What's good, what makes you think it's going to change? I'm going to go with the Ducks in six. If one of, if the Anaheim Ducks are smart, they pound the hell physically out of the uh, Calgary Flames D. You get across across the red line, dump it. Uh, well, not yeah. Well, if you need to, but just pound them like every chance, rub them out, slow them down, get in their way, knock them down. You know, fight in front of the net for space. Like just make it really uncomfortable. So yeah, you don't have to necessarily dump it, but when you get a chance to hit a guy, you don't have to run him through, but just slow him down. Just to every time you make a guy have to work to get through somewhere, you know, it just it just is harder, and they'll they'll slowly wear down. Those three D are playing so much. Something the Flames actually do quite well. Hey, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Okay, that moves on to the two games that go Friday. Uh, Tampa, Montreal. Tampa just wins tonight. A pretty tough seven-game series with Detroit Red Wings. I should mention now Mike Babcock is a free agent after this year. Everyone wondering if he's going to make his way to Edmonton. I think I would not be surprised if there's an interview. I would not be a surprise if there's an interview. But Tampa, Montreal right now, they're going to look at it. Um, Connor, do you want to take this one first, Big Cat? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm going to go with Montreal in six games. Uh, like Very much like the Capitals for me, I thought Tampa was very underwhelming at times. Steve Stamkos, I mean, if he gets going, I think that can totally change, but he's going to be the, the main area of focus, I think, keeping him off the score sheet. And Carey Price, what can you say? Best goalie in the world? I'm going to take the Habs in six. I'm going to go the opposite. I think we're going to find that the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning prevail. There's no doubt Carey Price is the better goalie. I think Carey Price can single-handedly win a game or two like he did against Ottawa for the, the clincher. Um, the Tampa's going to find a way to get Stamkos going. And more importantly, Stamkos will find a way to get that going himself. Um, so the D, Hedman's a very good defenseman. There's no doubt P.K. Subban's well, good as well. But Strawman's uh, still better than anything you have there is number two. In, in in Montreal. I like Stamkos. I like Johnson. More than I like Placanich and DeHarnay's. <laughs> Killhorn or Killhorn, however the hell he say his name. So I'm going Tampa on this one. I'm going Tampa Bay and I'm going in six games. I know I'm, I'm riding the fence here a little bit, with, but I'm going Tampa. And I'm not doing it because I don't like Montreal either. It's just the way I feel. Might have to make that a slurpy bet. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> so let's move on to our fourth and final one. Rangers. Oh, no, sorry. Did we do Rangers yet? No, we, no, we haven't. We've got to do... Yeah, no, we got to do um, Minnesota, Chicago. Chicago. Minnesota, Chicago. They get going Friday night. Man, it's hard to get away from the Minnesota Wild. They're playing so well. They have a Dubnik's rolling. It seems like there's a goalie carousel in, in Chicago with Crawford and uh, the big boy, Scotty Darling. I'm going to say this, though, Connor Halley. Until you beat Chicago Blackhawks, you haven't beat them. So I'm going Chicago Blackhawks. I'm going Chicago Blackhawks in seven. Until you beat the champs, you haven't beat anybody. 
I know they weren't the champs last year, but you get my point. Connor, yeah. who do you got? They've got so many players remaining from their last championship. I think that's a fair statement. Uh, I'm with you. I, I just think there's something about Chicago. They've been there before. They know when they have to elevate their game. Their blue line is so strong, and nothing against Minnesota, but I just think this is where the, the fairy tale ends for Devin Dubnik, and I've got Chicago in six. Chicago in six. Manny, you're on the air. What's on your mind, bro? Hey, big fella. How are you? There he is. I'm doing right. How are you doing? Excellent, excellent. So how's the congratulations on uh, the great run? And uh, just thought I'd call in here and listen online as I'm out of town, but uh, just wanted to wish you all the best, and thanks for everything you've done here over the last uh, three years. It's been uh, an unreal run, and you've just done an amazing job. Uh, thanks, Lon. I appreciate you listening, and uh, I've really enjoyed it. I mean, I've enjoyed every minute of it. It's been absolutely awesome, so thanks for that. Well, you can't say you haven't grown over three years, though. I tell you, I when, you, when, you when you first started, it was uh, listening to the, to uh, Scotty's initial interview tonight brought back some memories. That's for sure. <laughs> well, it only went when it couldn't get worse. Like that's the thing. I guess that's my boss. Say, you know what? Well, we know he's not going to dip because there's nowhere to dip. He's at the bottom, and he's got to pull himself out of this and get it going. So it's I, I've had a lot of fun, and I every night I, I love doing my show, and people ask me that, and like I literally loved it every single night. Well, you know what, Jace, that's, that's what came across the most, really. It's, it's that, uh, that authentic, you know, true love, just, you know, locker room style conversation that, uh, that you portrayed over the air. And I think that's what people tapped into and enjoyed and they're going to miss. And I, you know, like I've said to you before, I think it's, it's your ability to connect, but it's also your ability to relate that uh, really allowed the listeners to build that relationship with you. So certainly we're going to miss you on the air and, Want to wish you all the best uh, as you move on to uh, some new opportunities and new endeavors. It's an exciting time, but uh, I'm sure the airways at TSN are going to miss you. I appreciate the call, man. Thanks for taking the time. Okay, buddy. Take good care and enjoy uh, enjoy the final bit here. Thanks, buddy. All right. I uh, really appreciate the love fest. Uh, I do. And I, honestly, I've had a good time. Um, for the last two segments, we're going to play my two of my favorite guests. We had Shiki Baby on. A lot of people wanted to hear uh, Brendan Shanahan. He was awesome. Um, some people are calling for uh, different interviews I did over the course of time. But I have two of them to finish with. Darius Rutger next, and then to wrap it up, a short part of Mark Messier. Mark Messier was my idol growing up, so that's why we're going with him. And Darius Rutger is one of my favorite artists. So we're going to take a break. And when you come back, we're here part of me with Darius Rucker from Hooting the Blowfish. It was absolutely awesome, and I know it has nothing to do with sports, but I love this guy and love his music. We'll hear that next on the Starbuck Show on Empton Sports Leader, TSN 1260. Well, this is a day that I had hoped we'd uh, never see, the uh, day that we say goodbye to Mr. Jason Strudwick, who, uh, through his efforts on air and off air, made this a much better radio station uh, to work and play with and play on, and uh, we're going to miss him. Uh, Jason is a, a great guy, a great individual, first and foremost, a very fine broadcaster. Uh, and and the, the thing I like most about Jason is that even though he did have a significant NHL career, uh, he never talks about it as if uh, it's something that is out of reach for the rest of people. He uh, has some humility about him, and I think that's what I appreciate most about Jason is that he's a great guy, a former NHL player, and we all respect that, but uh, he, he earns his respect the old-fashioned way. He earns it, and uh, we're going to miss him terribly. Jason, all the best to you uh, from the lowdown. Uh, we wish you great luck, and uh, we hope to see you around the building uh, a time or two here in the next little while. Thanks, Jason.
Have your say. Call 444-1260. Or email strudwick at tsn1260.ca. The Jason Strudwick Show. On Edmonton Sports Leader. TSN 1260. We are back. There's about uh, 20... You know, 30, uh, count the tail and take on my socks. Uh, there's 35 minutes left in the Stradbrook show. That's my last night. Uh, I've had a great run. I appreciate everything everyone's uh, saying. Very kind. Um, I've had, I had some awesome guests, and I love the listeners, but two of my favorite guests, we're going to play now sh- short parts that we run out of time. First one, right now, we're going to play Darius Rucker from Hootie and Bullfish. I love this, love this guy. I love his stuff. So let's hear a little bit of this. Myself, in conversation with uh, the one and only Darius Rucker from Hootie and the Blowfish. Hit it, Connor. Darius Rucker, how you doing tonight, Darius? Good, man. How you doing? I'm good. Well, thanks for taking some time. You know, uh, I've always enjoyed your music. You know, I've, I've sung it many times in the shower, in the car, and uh, pretty little, pit, <laughs> little pitchy, and, uh, but usually, uh, usually pretty good, and I appreciate taking some time tonight. Well, absolutely, man. It's good to talk to you. Great timing, too. I, somebody just sent me uh, a text earlier that I got the number one country song in, in Canada, so perfect. Nice. Yeah, you know, you got a lot of fans up here, a lot of fans. And kind of let's just go back to the beginning of your career. I mean, uh, I'm a pretty big music fan. Obviously, I was a fan of uh, when you started out in Hootie and the Blowfish. When that all comes together, do you know that it's going to explode the way it did? Oh, goodness, no. Uh, not at all. I mean, we were like a band for nine years before we even got a record deal, so we, really? we just didn't expect it to do what it did and uh it was it was you know we we just we wanted to have a career and we just wanted to keep playing and playing and it was, it was really beautiful when when everything took off but we definitely didn't expect it so you guys are all together and you're you're, you're working it out and you're, you're just playing in different bars and stuff and then how does that come together i guess i mean i know as a hockey player you know i, I was working and i had a kind of a goal in mind i wanted to make to nhl but for you guys are you are, are you always is that what you're seeking is a record deal is that success in the music world well yeah that that is that is I mean, when you get signed, or when you get signed, that that that's a measure of success. You just feel like you know, when you finally get that record deal, you feel like there's somebody that believes in you besides just you, you know. And and you and sometimes, most of the times, most of the time it doesn't work out. Most of the time, you know, you you put out one or two records and then no one ever hears about you again. But it was really cool. We got lucky and came along at a great time and and uh, put out the right record for that time, and, and it just exploded. Now we're talking with Darius Rucker here, uh, country music star. And, uh, Darius, when you look at your career and the way it came came, came together, um, if Hootie and the Bullfish, you know, let's talk about that, the band at the beginning, if they were to be coming out now, would they have the same success? Has the music industry changed since you guys started? Oh, oh it's changed immensely. I mean, it, the biggest change in, in music is just the digital, how easy it is to get music now. And, uh, and I always say, always, I say all the time that if we came out today and had the exact same circumstances, I think we sold like 19 million records worldwide. And But if we had come out today... And with the exact same circumstances, we probably sell eight or nine just because the way you get music's different. And, 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 you, and it's not something that you can be mad at. It's just the way it is. It's like if I buy a CD and put it on my iTunes, I can then give it to you and you can put it on your iTunes, you know. And so that that's, that's one sale you missed. And, and, and I think it would have been a lot different, but it, it would have been... It definitely wouldn't have sold as many as it did when we came out. Uh, we're talking with Darius Rucker here on the Stradbrook Show. Darius, uh, you know, you mentioned you sold uh, nearly 20 million records. How does Do you get updates all the time? You're saying, hey, guys, there's 500,000, there's a million, there's a two million. Like, at what point does it just become like, this is crazy? Oh, uh, with, with that record around, when I got to five million, 
we were at a at a at a meeting with we were at a party with our with our uh, record label and the lady that was in charge of record sales looked at me and said, we're going to sell 10 million easy. And I was, that was when, <laughs> when she said that to me, I went, no way. Yeah. That's, that, that's crazy. Yeah. That was when it started to get crazy, around 5 million. That is crazy. 5 million songs are just unbelievable. Now, when you're putting the, the music together and again, all the records together, is there, do you know when you're putting a, 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 putting a song down that you're like, yeah, this is a sick song or just hope it is? Yeah, I think you you, you you feel like it is, but it's more hope than knowing. Like like with my new record and the song that uh, that's doing really well for me right now, Wagon Wheel. Yeah. Uh, when I when I recorded that song, I thought good song, and then when I I put Lady Antebellum got on, and I thought great song. This could be a monster, but I wasn't sure. It was just me yeah. thinking this song could be do really well for me. I didn't really know how big it was going to be, and and. It's more like wishful thinking than anything else, but sometimes you're right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's that's what you want. You want to be more right than wrong in anything you're doing. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> uh, Darius Rucker joins us here on the Stradwick Show. Darius, um, you know the thing I've always wondered about artists. You know, you, you you make the album. I'm sure you practice it, you know, hundreds of times before you get it right, and then you go on tour and you continue to play the song over and over and over again. Is there a point where you're like, oh man, I just I just can't play this song anymore, or is it always kind of exciting and fresh for you? Oh, for me, I just love to hear, like, like the playing the old Hootie songs now. I just love to hear the crowd reaction. And yeah. It never gets old for me to play, play, especially hits. And it just never gets old. Like, like we've been playing, uh, I Go Blind. You remember that old 5440 oh, yeah. song? We've been playing that song since our first show. And we still play it today, and and it was a it was a hit off of of the Friend soundtrack track for us, and. I still love to play it. I love the reaction that people give us when we play. That, that's one song we played almost every show since we started, and I still love playing it. Yeah, it's a fantastic song. I can tell you when uh, the one album came out with Time on it, that song Time, I, I remember driving to games and having that just blasting through my truck like it was, uh, was going to blow me off the wheels. Is there, a song that, <laughs> is there a song that you have that you really like from the Hootie days that you're like, yeah, this song, I, I will literally just bury me to this song when, I, when it's time for me to go? Oh, for me, let her cry. Yeah, okay. Still, let her cry. Yeah. For me, when I when I start that song in concert and, you, and I hear the crowd just roar. Yeah, I mean, I just I love that tune. I mean, I wrote that song when I was a kid, and and I still it just makes me laugh. It it has become such a classic. And when I play it and I hear the roar of the crowd, uh, you know, I, I love playing that tune. Yeah, it's it's a great great song. Now, where do you get the inspiration for all your songs? Do you just uh, see something and, and just start jotting it down, or or where does it come from? It's usually life, you know. Like you start writing a song, and then you're writing it just about my life, and and, and that makes it that makes it better for me as an artist because then when I get up and have to play it every night, you know, I can take myself back to the time that I'm singing about or the time when I wrote it and be really happy about it. And I, life is just is, has been. A great catalyst for me, so that's that's what I write all my songs just from from things that have happened to me. Yeah, I love that you said inspiration because my producer Mark Majot, a very attractive man, very you know smart man, he's struggling with the ladies. You know, right now he's 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 really he's in a slump. You know, I, I, he doesn't want me to use that word, but he's in a slump. Where can this guy find inspiration to just get him over the hump with the ladies and maybe you know get a date and it just takes off from there? 
Man, he should just, first of all, just hang out with you more. <laughs> <laughs> just go out with your boy, man. Come on. I like your style. That was a good yeah, answer. He's got to find that himself, man. You know, the, the, you know, I've been married a long time, so I don't know. You know, yeah. I, 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 I probably, I would probably be in a slump right now too if, if, <laughs> if I was single. But uh, you know, you just got to be confident with the ladies, man. You got to do what you got to do. That was uh, one of my favorite interviews of Darius Rucker. Absolutely awesome. Absolutely awesome. Great stuff. Uh, going to take a break. When we come back, when we come back, we're going to hear the interview, uh, part of it I had with Mark Messier, uh, my idol. And that's where we're going to end it. We're going to end with uh, myself uh, talking to Mark Messier. Before we go to break, though, Connor, I got, we've had hundreds of texts tonight. I want to thank everyone for that. But this is probably my favorite one from Tanner. Strudge, enjoyed listening to you over the last uh, three years or so. To be honest, I thought you were a plug when you played for the Oilers. I have signed member B. I left my ex-wife. I wish I could have back. <laughs> After listening to you on the Gregor Show before I had your own to now, I'll listen to your first show and last with many in between. I have mad respect for you. Wish I would have had that respect for you before. <laughs> Best of luck in the future and hope you pop on the station every now and then. Thanks for the great interviews we got to listen to. One of the best interviews I've heard on Radio Tanner. Tanner, that's the most honest note I've received and text, and they've all been awesome. But I thank you for taking the time to put that out of Hay Lakes, Alberta. Where's Hay Lakes? That's a question only Tanner can answer. So let's take a break. When we come back, the conversation I have with Mark Messi, my idol, and then we'll put a wrap on this uh, show. The Stradwick Show closes in about 20 minutes' time. This is Jason Stradwick and Connor Halley on Empton Sports Leader, TSN 1260. Have your say. Call 444-1260. Or email strudwick at tsn1260.ca. The Jason Strudwick Show. On Edmonton Sports Leader. TSN 1260. We are back. I don't know if this is for Messi or not, or for me. We'll split it down the middle. We'll say it's for both me and Mark Messi. So, obviously, Messi isn't live right now. He's out in uh, New York. Um, but... Uh, you know, I had a lot of guests over the two and a half years, and, and, and my idol was Mark Messi. When I grew up in Edmonton, I got a chance to play with Mess in Vancouver. Um, still stay in touch, and uh, just a great person. And I was, I was honored to play with him, and I was so proud when I could have my friend Mark Messi on my own show. So let's hear part of this conversation. We'll put a wrap on this because we got about 15 minutes till the Strudwick show ends for good. Let's hear Mark Messi in conversation with myself. Hit it, Connor. Mess, how you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Jason. Well, it's been fun. I, I've been looking forward to having you on for uh, for some time, and this is great that you took some time tonight with us. Uh, Mess, really, where do you start? I mean, uh, you had such a fantastic career, um, but let's start at the very beginning. You know, you start out uh, a young guy from St. Albert, you move on to pro career. Did you expect to have the success you did in your career when you started out? Well, that's a that's a good question. I think uh, every young player uh, grows up dreaming of uh, you know playing in the National Hockey League, and I was no different. Uh, my father was a hockey player. I, you know, uh, knew that he was a player. I had great uh, you know mentorship as a as a father, uh, you know, teaching me how to play the game and the nuances of the game. And so, you know, I watched Hockey Night in Canada like everybody else and wanted to grow up and be a hockey player. And when the day came that I actually was able to get be drafted and, and made my 
first team with the Edmonton Oilers uh, was a dream come true. Um, but I don't think anybody comes into the league uh, at that age looking so far down the road of what to expect. Uh, I knew I wanted to play in the National Hockey League, and I knew I had to work to stay in the National Hockey League. But I think, uh, um, you know, over time what happens is you realize uh, that there's an opportunity before you and what are you going to do with it. And so you realize that it's going to take a lot of hard work to stay here and be successful. And those are the lessons that you really kind of start to learn as your career progresses. You know, as a young man, you joined, you mentioned you joined the Empton Oilers. And like all young players, it maybe took you a little while to find your stride. Uh, you know, is it just age or what flips that switch for a young player to get them to say, this is how I have to play to be successful in the NHL? Well, I, I played up a lot as, as a youth. I played, uh, you know, peewee hockey when I was seven. Uh, I was playing junior hockey when I was uh, 15. Uh, I was playing professional hockey when I was 17. And I probably missed a few steps from the time I was 16, 17 there. I, you know, to play some, some major junior at the collegiate level. Um, and so I really kind of had to learn, uh, you know, in the line of fire. And, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, it was, you know, I wouldn't say it was tough because I was playing at the National Hockey League level there, but I never really had a chance to excel at any level there because I was always playing against kids much and players much older than me. So, you know, that uh, took a while for me to kind of grow into the type of player I was going to be and of course for my skills to catch up to me and I was in a position where the coach and the general manager of the team and Glenn Saylor had enough patience to and saw maybe saw something in me that he was willing to be patient enough with and uh, because of it I was given the time to mature and to come into my own which thankfully uh, for me that, that happened but you can see other players are given up on too quickly and of course they go on and, and become better players as they've uh, matured and gotten older Mark Messi uh, you know Hall of Famer joins us here on the Strudwick Show Mess uh, I think the thing that I loved about uh, watching you play is the edge you played with um, how important is that to you and your success playing with that, that little nastiness in your game night in night out well I never really you know, my dad was a, was a tough player, a uh, very competitive player. Uh, you know, I learned a lot from him and to compete, but also to, uh, you know, there's not a lot of room on the ice and the area that you got to go to be successful. Uh, the other team doesn't want you to go there, so it becomes a clash of wills. And I think that, uh, you know, over time, uh, the competitiveness and the, and the, the, um, desire to win probably brought that out in me. And uh, I knew it was a big part of the game. I know intimidation still to this day is a big part of the game. And uh, if you're going to be successful, you have to compete and you have to get into areas there to be successful. And um, and you got to do it regularly. You can't do it once in a while. you got to be willing to do it uh, day in, day out, game in, game out, uh, if you want to be uh, consistently a, 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 you know, a top uh, player. Uh, you joined an Edmonton Oilers team. You're a big part of the, the Stanley Cup, sir, I guess. Uh, is there a Stanley Cup in Edmonton that's the sweetest? Is it the first one? Is it the last one? What was the sweetest one for you as a player? That's a good question. I get asked that question sure. quite often uh, about, uh, you know, what cup was the most satisfying. And and I and, and, and I, I hate to sound cliche and it is a stock answer, but uh, every team that I was fortunate enough to be on that won a Stanley Cup uh, had a story of its own. 
the motivation from that team, uh, the stories of, from where those players had come from to get to that point, uh, the relationships that they've had uh, with the people that have supported them over the years. Uh, those are the kinds of things were inspirational to me. And, you know, for, for me to say one cup was better would be hard. Uh, I, I would say uh, that the first Stanley Cup in 1984 at Edmonton uh, was a dream come true for all of us. That's being you know, watching it held up so many times on Hockey Night in Canada. But um, you know, the Cup in in, in ninety in in '94 in New York was very similar to that, where generations of fans and were in the stands that had never seen a Stanley Cup uh, held on on the New York Ranger home ice was another one. And all the ones in between uh, were incredible, uh, you know, for all the all the obvious reasons. Well, it's incredible. And when I think of you and what you did in New York with the Rangers, and you joined that team, it takes you a couple of years to get to the Stanley Cup. But, you know, I played there in New York. I knew that you mentioned the word Mark Messier or the name Mark Messier, and people just like you're up there with the great athletes of New York of all time. Is that a really special thing for you to know that you're kind of, uh, um, you, you created a legend for yourself and the Rangers in New York with that Stanley Cup win in 94? The thing that's special to me is not that I'm recognized that, is that I was a part of something that was so special to so many people, not just including the people in the organization and the players that were on the team, but uh, the people that had been hockey fans for, you know, 50, 60, you know, years. Sure. Uh, and to have and be a part of that, that's to me what is, is special. And, and I think that the best part, and, and it's what we were able to do in Edmonton as well, is share the Stanley Cup with so many people. Uh, in New York was the same thing. We uh, were so uh, gracious, I think, with the, uh, with the Stanley Cup, and so many people were able to you know, get their pictures taken with it and celebrate that Stanley Cup and feel a part of it. Uh, that's that's what makes it so special. Not not just the 20 guys that win it, but sharing it and everybody feeling a uh, part of it. That that's uh, to me was uh, the most satisfying. That was Mark Messier and myself, Jason Strudick, uh talking. Uh, my idol is a thrill uh, to be a part of uh, interviewing him. So that's it. That's two and a half years in the books. Uh, Connor Halley, we haven't given you a lot of chance to talk. You came in here when Mark Majot left, and uh, you know you did a great job. You've been fun. Uh, you've you've uh, dealt with my uh, way of operating, which I don't know if it's good or bad, but it's the way I do it. And uh, you know what? I just want to thank you. You were a great part of the show. Yeah, Jason, it's been awesome. I've been lucky to work with, you know, you and Crush and Low Tide, all three great guys, and I think you might have been the easiest to work with, actually. So <laughs> it's been a pleasure, I think, you know, coming in here Saturday nights during the hockey season. I know at first I kind of thought, man, this is going to suck. Mine yeah. is 40, but <laughs> coming in here and watching hockey with you and getting to pick your brain, it's been an honor, and thank you very much. And uh, I don't know if you heard this yet, but Mark Majot gave you a little bit of a present. He did. All right. And I think he can just sum up all our thoughts <laughs> in one song. I will remember you. Old Mark Majot. Will you remember me? <laughs> oh my goodness, this guy. Don't let your life pass you by. It's the whole song, by the way. He's unbelievable. He's unbelievable. Well done. Mark Majot's got a pretty good vote, or a voice. 
I always wanted to uh, sing. He never would. He never would. He says this was one take. I know. It's pretty impressive, actually. He sent me the email earlier today. I, I've been listening to it all day. <laughs> but yeah, it's absolutely a pleasure to work with you. Thank you. And whatever you're doing next, you're going to kill it. So, Thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. Um, so we only got a few minutes left here. Um, I want to thank, uh, uh, obviously, uh, the people who hired me, Rob Vabrick and Patrick Cardinal. Thank you for giving me a chance here at TSN 1260. I Honestly, uh, coming out of hockey, it can be scary, and you don't really know what you're going to do. And uh, I found a home here, and I loved it. I loved every minute of it. It was absolutely awesome. I'd like to thank Jason Greger for uh, giving me some direction and pointing me in and uh, giving me opportunity to uh, start his show and to show that I had something uh, worth saying. And I could say it without uh, sounding like I had a mouthful of marbles in my mouth. So, Greg's, you know how I feel. You're a big part of what uh, I've got going on here in my career now, post-hockey, and uh, I want to thank you for that. Connor, I want to thank you, uh, as I said earlier, for being a part of the show. It was great having you here. Uh, Mark Majot, uh, you've been incredible. Uh, we joined up. Uh, I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, you talked like you did. I don't know if you actually did or not, but uh, we created something special here and something we're very proud of. Uh, the Jason Stradwick Show here on the station has been a lot of fun. I've been here five or six nights uh, for, for two and a half years, and Majot, you're with me. I spent more time with you than I did my wife sometimes, uh, so thank you for that. And I want to thank all the listeners. You know, the listeners, you guys, were absolutely incredible. Um, you know, all the texts that came in tonight thanking me, you know, it's, I should really be thanking you. You guys were incredible. Um, after every game you called me, uh, sometimes you're fired up, always respectful, you know, and, uh, always respectful. You were very fair in your criticism of, 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 of the Oilers and, uh, we could talk. It wasn't, uh, screaming matches that you hear some on some stations. It was very calm and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. So listeners, thank you. And you made me excited to come and work every day, come every night to work. I look forward to it and, um, I never once didn't look forward to come doing my show, and I don't think everyone can say that about their jobs. I am moving on, uh, and uh, you know, it'll, and I'll definitely remember the, 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 all the, the great interactions I had with uh, the listeners. Obviously, I want to thank all my guests that took time because it's not easy to carve out 10, 12 minutes of your day uh, to talk to some guy who wants to know if you've ever used uh, Vaseline and baby lotion as suntan oil. But uh, that's, that's what uh, I wanted to ask, and I was always interested. So thanks to all my guests, listeners, and, uh, and uh, yeah, it was great. It was absolutely great. It was a lot of fun. And, you know, there's so many stories. Where I'm getting 100 texts about stories, and I, I, I can't think of any right now off the top of my head I really want to say. They're, they're all great, and uh, they're always well-received uh, from you guys, uh, the listeners. I got to say, when I was younger, I listened to John Short. And many of you remember his from his time on Sports Talk. And I listened uh, every night to John Short. My mom and dad would be like, turn off the radio. And I just turned it down. I never turned it off. I had this old transistor radio. And uh, I listened to John Short for hours on end after Oilers games. And I loved every minute of it. And I just want to thank you guys for bringing me into your home the way that I brought John Short to my home. And I try to treat it with respect. Uh, I know there's a lot of young kids listening, and, and, and I, I try to be respectful of them and, uh, and, and respectful of, of the job. And, you know, I'm not comparing myself to John Short, but he was definitely a role model I used. And uh, if I even came close, 5% of what John Short produced, I, I'm very proud of my time. 
So on that note, uh, Connor Halley, any final thoughts before we sail into sunshine? You're back tomorrow night with a surprise host. Yeah, do we do we let people know who's going to ho- guest host? Well, you're in charge now. It's your call. <laughs> uh, it's going to be Corey Graham for the next two days. Uh, we should have a. It's going to be Dean Millard also filling in until we find the next full time guy. But that doesn't matter. That's tomorrow's problem. Strutty, thank you very much. That's been a pleasure. Well, it has been. Connor, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks. And this is how we're going out. This is how we came in listening to WKRP Cincinnati. And we're going out the same way. Still, my friend. Baby, if you ever wondered, wondered whatever became of me. I'm living on the air in Cincinnati. Cincinnati WKRP. On the way out, I will leave you guys with this. I did break the coffee machine in the jock lounge. It was me. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'll see you down the road. Strudwick out.